It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And thank you for being with us for hour number three. The first hour was yesterday, four in the afternoon. Hour number two, you just heard. We are now hour number three into our weekend extravaganza. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here on WABC. Talk Radio 77, hoping that your presence here is indeed very pleasant. You can reach us, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-92. We're still trying to find our royal music for our princess, Diana. You know, Diana gave us last week uh, uh, the heads up that Joe Biden had had her own music. She, you know, got, we had hell to the chief and she wanted a hell to the chiefette. So she has her own music. And of course, we had a lot of fun with it because what they came up with sounds like a variation of F Troop. Uh, so that was kind of funny. So Princess Di, welcome. We're, I'm still, I'm still searching through my vast musical library to try to find something befitting of your royalness, your highness. Oh, that is so sweet. I would love my own theme song. <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to do it. I just have to fight. You know, it's just got to have the right amount of pomp, the right amount of circumstance. <laughs> well, oh, the circumstance goodness. of talking to you is all I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, I feel like I'm going crazy, you know. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know I do because I keep looking at these things saying, uh, Diana, I had now you know I tore this 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 whole election John Lewis Voting Rights Act apart a few times, and and then I keep finding more and more stuff, like this campaign finance thing they put in, that would basically give Democrat campaigns all across the country millions and millions of more dollars, and how the hell does that protect anybody's voting rights? <laughs> Well, welcome to discovering that everything the Democrats put through as law gives them money somehow in the fine print. That's all it is. It's a money laundering operation. That's what Congress is to the Democrat Party and Republicans. Yes, one must say that, too. Um, okay, so Senator Fauci start, was the other day was caught on the hot mic calling the senator a freaking moron. Jeez, what a moron. Yes, well, I wouldn't call him Senator Fauci. <laughs> I think well, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm sorry. That was a slip of the tongue. President yeah, Fauci. No, I think that was Freudian because he does <laughs> believe he has all the power of the Senate and the executive branch. Right. President Fauci the other day called the <laughs> senator a moron. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, it, it has blown back at him. Uh, I had not been familiar with Dr. Roger Marshall. He's a senator from Kansas, and he questioned Dr. Fauci on Tuesday in a congressional hearing. And it was amazing, if you watch the video, how fast Fauci got hot under the collar. The senator was asking about his finances, and instantly Fauci got 
furious and says, why are you asking me this? I don't understand it. It's all public knowledge. Well, it turns out it wasn't public knowledge. And Dr. Roger Marshall, the senator from Kansas, got hold of the actual financial disclosure forms and then leaked them. He was mad that Fauci basically called him a name and was uncooperative in the in the hearing. And so he got the information and he said Fauci, he called Fauci a liar in, in effect, and then published the disclosure forms. And I'm telling you, the whole time I'm reading this story, I'm hearing a soundtrack of Pink Floyd's money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> like, this should be the soundtrack for all Democrats who are just in it for the money. You're talking about the Democrat constituencies, the new Robert Barron class, Hunter Biden, the big guy Biden, the Pelosi's, the Clintons, all these, quote, public servants who are becoming millionaires. Now, Fauci's disclosure form says he and his wife are worth $10 million. And that is on the legal accounts that we know about, these Schwab accounts. Now, you know, if he's typical of Democrats, there are probably other accounts that we don't know about. But just the legal accounts, $10 million this guy has as being a public servant. Now, you know, he is the highest paid federal employee. He gets $434,000 more than the president does, who gets $400,000. And so he's been a, a public servant in that position as head of NIAID, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, for a long time, decades so according to the article in the UK Daily Mail, this, this, this $10 million that he and his wife have accumulated is mostly from his income as an employee. But you know he's got all kinds of other money. And that, that has been, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories as to his conflicts of interest when it comes to medications and vaccines and such. But yeah, and gain-of-function research that. and all of that, yeah. Yeah, we don't know that, but that has been long a theory. But I do think it's interesting, as I said, we have this new Robert Barron class of the establishment, the political establishment, mostly Democrats, but there are quite a few Republicans involved. And then at the same time, you have this new predatory class that you've been talking about, that both of these classes are preying on us. You've got the smash and grab people, you've got the Soros DA people, and they have a similar philosophy. The rules are for me, not for are for for oh, thee, for not for me. Right. right. I deserve it. I want it. I take it. I'm getting paid, including reparations. But this is the same philosophy by the the rich Democrats as to the quote unquote lower class Democrats who believe that they just can take what they want. And these these people are growing up like thorns among us. And it's a lawless group, as you've been talking about. And it, it does really pose a danger to American society because you cannot have lawlessness and have America prosper. The Washington Post ran a story that they thought and they believe that they believe is damaging to Republicans and elections. And when I read the story, I'm like, I can't believe they actually printed this. And they, they think this is going to hurt Republicans. 
the, sto- the story is that election officials in Texas have rejected hundreds of ballot applications under that state's new regulations. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> and this is in Travis County, the huge Democrat partisan county where Democrats have run everything into the ground for decades. Yes, that's where Austin is. And they have now a high rejection rate, almost half, in Travis County, which is, as I say, where Austin is. The Democrats rule there. And they are, the Washington Post is, is horrified that there's a new standard. And when you read what the standards are, it's like, okay, there's criminal penalties for violating voting laws. Oh, man, we can't have that. And it, the restrictions, the voter suppression aspect, it allows more access for, quote, partisan poll watchers. In other words, Republicans can be there and see what the cheating is going on. And this is now seen as voter suppression. And the other thing is it bans the new law bans 24 hour and drive through voting. So these are, you know, mainstream ideas they are not they are not suppressing anybody the ballot by mail applications must include the driver's license number or the last four digits of the social security number and that has to comport with the data on file that's what's causing the high rejection rate because people mailing in the applications have the wrong driver's license number well that's a little suspicious isn't it well yes I mean, it's just like, wait a minute. You're saying that that half of, half of the stuff we send in is being thrown out, and it begs the question: Yeah, is this stuff legitimate in the first place? Exactly right. This this is you know highly suspicious, and you know they the Washington Post expects us to be outraged, outraged and horrified that you know there's an actual standard. And that the applications aren't matching the standard, and the standard is reasonable. Now, the Department of Justice has filed suit. They claim this Texas law disenfranchises, of course, that's their key word, eligible voters. I don't see how. And it violates the Civil Rights Act of 1964. I don't know how. I don't see how that even applies to, you know, putting your driver's license number on an application or the last four digits of your Social Security, which we all do all the time for everything. This is, I I think, and we we spoke about this yesterday, Diana. I think Democrats don't even realize how close to the edge of the cliff they are on some of this stuff. Um, If, if... If if Republicans, the evil Republicans, as, as I said during the first hour, were really trying to to hurt black people, and let, let me just let, let's just think about that for a minute, Diana. You, you know Republicans. I know Republicans. Now some of the men are like Ken dolls. They don't have anything there when you take off the clothes. It's just a void. There's no there's no cojones. But 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 they don't sit around the table saying. Hey, guys, how can we hurt black people today? Hey, guys, how can we hurt the Hispanics today? What most people in this country want is to be left the hell alone. They're like, how can we make sure that our vote counts? They're not trying to suppress anybody else's vote. There's no scheme to hurt black people and hurt black people with voting. So this whole thing has been built on BS to begin with. 
Now, here's what's not. On the other hand, it works. I remember before I became politically aware that, you know, when I was 18 trying to register to vote, I asked myself, well, which party? I didn't know anything. And basically, well, I'm for the little guy and the Republicans are for the rich and they're racist. And so I, you know, I was really believing this successful propaganda lie about the Republicans. And the reason that the Democrats use it is because it has worked so long for so many millions of voters. But like everything else, it gets tired. Yeah. Okay. And now we've heard for years and years that the Republicans are so evil. And yet and still, you. It's, so now we're told that the biggest thing in the world is that Republicans are so evil, they're like Democrats. They become so evil, they're like Democrats. They're like George Wallace, Democrat. They're like <laughs> Jefferson Davis, Democrat. They're so evil, they become like Democrats, and they don't like black people. Okay, so you get you get old Kamala Harris, and then you get old Joe going down to Georgia, and they're going to talk all this smack, and and. This crowd behind him is just like barely paying attention, and they finish with this speech. It's all full of hatred, hatred and vitriol toward Republicans. But my take is that nobody around the country really cares about this. They're looking at this and they see it as, oh, here we go with this stuff again. They don't believe it. They don't. Right. Go ahead. The other thing is that the headline from that event in the Atlanta speech in which Biden says he was tired of being quiet, Stacey Abrams didn't even show up. So that is evidence for your thesis that this is not pulling. This is not working because she ordinarily would be representative of that point of view in of that that there's suppression and whatever and that was the speech biden gave and she wasn't anywhere near it she had a scheduling conflict i mean she didn't even try to come up with a reasonable it was a diss it was a snub she's basically saying i had to do my nails or i i had you know basically had to count the egg drawer or whatever she didn't even want to be anywhere near biden so this message is falling flat even with the people that it's supposedly uh, trying to attract. Now, this to me, and you're the one that made me more aware of this, okay, because you talked the other day about what really is on people's mind is the inflation, what's really on mind is dealing with the stuff in their pocketbooks, and while all of this is going on, now, Diane, I'm not a fan, not a fan of the monthly child tax credit payments, okay, don't even understand how Congress really did this and just said, okay, Here's another welfare dive. Let's pour billions more into it. But they did it. Okay, so you do it. And now you know what happens when you start giving people money, right? So for for two years now, families have been getting these checks in the mail. And so what do you do when you get the check? You cash it, you spend it. It becomes part of your lifestyle. It becomes part of the way you do things. So 30 million families have been getting these monthly payments, And while these Democrats are out talking about, oh, these evil Republicans want to stop you from voting, the money dried up. And you've got parents all around the country now that used to get that were used to getting these these welfare checks. Excuse me if people find that pejorative, but that's what they were. 
They were getting these welfare checks, and all of a sudden, there's no more welfare. That's, to me, what more families are worried about this weekend. Would you agree with that? I agree because, you know, unfortunately, once uh, the money starts coming, one depends on it. And that's why the Democrats have wanted more dependency in this country. And now this was supposed to be fixed in the BBB, the Build Back Better bill that Biden failed on. So they are at a shortfall. However, what you just said has not been covered anywhere. And so there's this seething discontent increasing out there among people who really counted on that money. And that is not being reported on as a reason. You've got the empty shelves, which are barely being reported on, the supply chain problems. You've got all of the evidence of, of economic, I wouldn't say collapse, but but, you know, a souffle falling in. And, you know, that is what the pocketbook is what is upsetting people. And that is not being reported on. In fact, the reporting is why are people so mad at Biden? Basically, the, the media is just nonplussed. They're puzzled as to why his rating is so low and especially why his rating is so low in the Hispanic community. That is the thing that worries them most. Well, they better be worried. 2020 is, we, we are in 2022 season, and yeah. they had better be worried. Diana Princess Di, thank you so much. Uh, we will thank connect you. with you during the week, Your Highness, Your Majesty. Hopefully the next time you join us, I'm going to have your royal music, and we'll do a big unveiling. Wonderful. And don't forget that money, money, money for Democrats. I think we should run that every time we have a Democrat money story. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Princess Di. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, we're back with you in a moment. Don't go away.